These are Grindstaff publishing audio files. Room to Rome, Chapter 21, Epilogue. Sometimes, like a cliche, I have to pinch myself to make sure I'm not dreaming. Every morning I wake up, get ready like I always have, and leave for work. Before exiting the door, I walk into the darkness of my bedroom and bend over to kiss my wife and baby boy. The two of them look so peaceful, so completely in love, and above all else, comfortable. I stand for a few more seconds taking in those moments, moments I already understand are fleeting, Moments I know I will never be able to get back. The morning greets me with whatever season it feels fit and I walk out of the home we share, the same home my wife's mother grew up in, and leave for work, a job I had dreamed of having since I was in junior high. The drive is long but worth it to provide for my family and to help make a better life for the baby who seemed so far away in the fall of 2015 when I embarked on the Europe trip with Reed. The girl who I was with at the beginning of this story, the one who split up with me to go our separate ways, the one who unintentionally spurred me along the path of self-discovery that was that trip, she is now my wife, and rightfully so. For the better part of nine years, in 2018, we have been together through highs and lows, small apartments with roommates, distance while I was playing fisherman in Alaska, through the rigors of college, the stresses of getting married, and the voyage of pregnancy that culminated in our child's birth. Through everything, we have remained strong, and our love for one another has grown, and continues to grow, with each and every day. This love culminated when our son was born, a process I was fortunate enough to have a literal front row seat for, and catch him as my amazing wife push him into the world, which can sometimes be harsh, but mostly beautiful and full of wonder. The three of us huddled together on the bed of the 19th century farmhouse, which was his birthplace, and embraced every second together, feeling the power of our own family and the importance and responsibility that entails. We came back to our home and have continued raising him since, watching with amazement at every milestone and smiling gleefully at every new sound he makes and the curious twinkle lighting of his blue eyes. These scenes would have never been possible without the schism which caused my then fiancé and I to go our separate ways, and her be on her own, living alone, doing whatever she wanted to do, with the freedom and irresponsibility of a mid-twenties woman in the 21st century. As for me, I chose a different route, a route which shone through with all the idiosyncrasies of my personality and arrogance which rears its head in times of my deepest insecurities. The trip to Europe began in the hot fields of western Oregon with a thought and a yearning to see the world, to test myself and to find some kind of edge I knew had to exist. In Alaska, I thought I found the edge while fishing in 25-foot seas, waves crashing all around me in a kind of raw, primeval joy and feelings of being truly present. Yet, like the sea, the edge I thought I had found was only the high water mark. Each adventure seemed to push that mark a bit higher only to recede back into me and show me there were higher planes to reach. Through college, the experiments, the papers, the cadaver dissections, the books read, and the conversations argued, these were all pushing the high water mark a bit more above the horizon seemingly into the clouds and to come back to me with a foam and a ripple. It wasn't until Reed and I bought those plane tickets to Iceland when the seas began to churn and a storm began to brew, one which might just yet push that tide farther than it ever had before. With every new country came different challenges. People changed and languages changed, but the result was always the same. A new place meant temporary trepidation, which quickly gave way to acceptance and an understanding which taught me something new, something I will hold with me for my entire life. It is that newness, that novelty, I believe, is at the essence of travel, an exposure to something so different from a person's norm that they can't help but expand and grow, become able to swell up the beauty that comes from understanding someone else's human experience and share it in the wonders of the world. 
This experience doesn't have to take place thousands of miles from home. It can happen anywhere a person feels like they are leaving their comfort zone and feel that familiar frantic notion of anxiety, a twinge of fear, but lurking beneath these animalistic emotions is a very human curiosity and desire to see more, experience more, do more. That is the seed of adventure, the precursor to something bigger than any of us and something all of us to varying degrees yearn for. I was fortunate enough to find myself in a time where I had the freedom to roam. Freedom from responsibility I do not have now, which makes me cherish that time, only a few years ago, when the only person that mattered to me was myself. The summer of 2015 found me 26 years old, single, without a permanent home, working a job I thoroughly enjoyed with a group of friends who I did everything with. There was no one needing me, no one watching me, only me doing whatever I wanted, when I wanted, and, for the first time in my life, I took full advantage of that freedom. I couch surfed from friend to friend, drank almost every night, worked long hours making as much money as I could and saying yes to every opportunity. Whenever I had a day off, I would travel to the mountains, to the ocean, anywhere there were green open spaces, anywhere there was room to roam and be wild to feel freedom and to embrace my home state of Oregon as much as possible. I spent as much time outdoors as possible during that summer, and when I was at work, I would find any opportunity possible to wander off into the hop fields and feel the humidity increase the deeper into the 20-foot tall hops I went. It was a magical summer, a time which would culminate with my best friend and I tromping off to Europe. Over the course of the many pages of the book above, I dwell on specific details. How places smell, the way I observe people, the way different aspects of a place caught my eye. This is not to drone on, but to help share the experiences, the way I see the world, with someone I don't know, at least not yet. In my everyday life, even after three years, a certain smell will fill my nostrils and the olfactory bulbs of my brain will catch fire, and my memory will take me back to a coffee shop or a florist or a bakery in the small town of Chesky Bojovice. It is truly amazing how travel affects a person. The confidence it instills, the beauty it exposes, the expansion of mind, the whole experience brings forth. For all of this, I look back at those 94 days in the autumn of 2015 and smile. I have not one ounce of yearning for that time. I am fully content with the life I have now. In fact, I would trade every experience I had, every small town, all the intimate conversations I had with locals, all the amazing food and insights in all of Europe for the chance to watch my son be born into the world again, to see the pure love and happiness in my wife's eyes as she held him for the first time, to feel the hot tears well up in my eyes as I caught him in my hands after that final push. What I have learned from the last few years, the time spanning from self-imposed homelessness to roaming through Europe with only a backpack, to marriage, the birth of my child, and the life of a supporting father as each chapter of life is beautiful in its own way. Within that chapter are the bumps and tumbles, desires for something more, and the occasional feeling of blessedness of the situation, which unfortunately happens quite rarely. Once we leave that chapter of life and only in true hindsight can we observe ourselves at different periods like a telescope seeing daily life on a distant planet and truly appreciate the experience we had being alive in those moments. When I find myself daydreaming of those times I had in Europe, whether it be like I am working in the microbiology laboratory or along my commute to work, or when my son is crying and my wife and I feel defeated, I try to frame it for what it is and remind myself that life is good. The only rule I set for myself before leaving America and embarking on the grand tour of Europe was to be present. When I was 21, I got that tattooed on the inside of my right arm as a constant reminder to try to stay grounded in the moment. Don't think about the things I hadn't done in the past or dwell on what might happen in the future. Just try to do what feels right in the present. At the end of the trip, when I was laying in bed at my grandmother's house after everyone had fallen asleep and jet lag was beginning to rear its head, I looked at that tattoo and smiled wide. I stopped the timer on my phone, the one which I had started 94 days before in the exact position, anxiously awaiting to arise and begin the madness that was a Europe trip. Tears welled in my eyes at those two simple words, 
and I realized I had lived my life, at least for those three months, at the purest root of those two words. I felt strong in the same way I had when looking up at a mountain of water rising above me in a boat in Alaska, in the same way I felt driving tractors in the wide open wheat fields of my hometown and bailing alfalfa in the shadows of the Balawa Mountains in eastern Oregon, or dissecting a cadaver in the basement of my university. I felt strong because I was strong. I had pushed the high water mark that much further and was now watching as this tide came in, and I could only dream of the heights it would reach at different times in my life. All of us need to feel that strength at some point in life, and the only way to be strong is to feel strong, to get outside of our comfort zones and to feel ourselves swell with the essence of what it means to be human. Every one of us has that thing that makes us get out of bed in the morning, work that job, endure tiredness by staying up later than we should, hustling for something bigger, something greater. Whatever that thing is, we should stand at nothing to reach it, to grab it, make it tangible and real and wondrous and utterly unique to us. For me, traveling to Europe and finding room to roam was one more stepping stone to get to something bigger in life. What is yours? End of chapter.